him laugh, make him laugh. Bet you all tired of hearing the constant blather. In the end, you just want to know that laughing matters. From entrepreneurs to Fortune 500, humor makes the world go round. You didn't know? It's a fit for a throw, like a roll with spaghetti. To keep your culture light when times are heavy. So sit back and relax as you raise the bar. When it all comes down to the ha, ha, ha. Yeah, make him laugh, make him laugh, huh? You make him laugh, make him laugh. Welcome to Laughing Matters, a podcast like no other you'll hear or even want to hear. Um, on Laughing Matters, we explore the power of humor and laughter in a world that's sorely lacking both and how leaders from all walks of life use humor to take the edge off. I'm your host, Steve Cody, CEO of Peppercon, named in honor of my late black lab, Pepper. And I'm joined, as always, by Peppercon's amazing senior vice president, Paul Mershon. Paul, how's it going down there? Steve is going so well. I love that you referenced Pepper. If he were around, he, he would love this podcast too, right? He, he definitely get down with Laughing Matters. I would love to have had Pepper on as, as a guest. I really would. But Pepper's in dog heaven. We Maybe we should have a set of canine guests at some point. You know, that would be I, nice I, I agree. I agree. We'll, 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 get, we'll go there. I, okay. I think that's a smart move. Yeah. Uh, but well, moving from uh, canines to humans, uh, we're really excited to, ha- to have a very good friend of Peppercom, and in all transparency, um, our guest is also a valued client. So, um, so we're going to tread carefully in terms of the questions we ask mm-hmm. her. She is uh, she's head of communications for the Americas at Zero, uh, a New Zealand-based cloud accounting software company that is conquering the world. And I kid you not, the, the rapid growth of this organization is is phenomenal. Our guest uh, leads employee engagement and external relations um, for the fast-growing U.S. and Canadian markets. Let's welcome Angela Sullivan to Laughing Matters. How are you today, Angela? I'm doing great, Steve and Paul. Um, And I I wish I had a canine I could bring onto the show, but Bagel the Beagle went to dog heaven a number of years ago, and I don't think I could deal with another dog right now in my life. So there we go. But otherwise, I'm doing great. (laughs) Okay, I, I respect that, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure Pepper is taking care of your pooch. Yes. So, okay, so first question for you. So, um, you know, we've, we've been partnering with you for almost two years now, and, um, and I, I, I assume, I think I know, that like Peppercom Zero espouses a culture of work hard, play hard, but, you know, not to take oneself too seriously. Um, can you elaborate on the role that uh, that humor plays uh, within the culture at Zero, and particularly at the uh, the C-suite level? Um, you know, what what? How do you guys? Uh, obviously, you're in an incredibly fast-paced, competitive environment. Um, how does laughter help take the edge off at at Zero? Yeah. Well, so first, um, I'll have to say that we love partnering with Peppercom. You guys have been great partners, like you said, the last two years, and you know, I think there's a really good there's really good chemistry and a lot of it is, I think, because both teams, we all understand the need to just freaking light up, get lighten up. We just need to find the humor in things. We just, we shouldn't, and we, we shouldn't take ourselves too seriously. Um, you know, especially over these last 19 months, just being stuck at home, you know, seeing each other on screens, not really having that human interaction. I think it's, it, it, we could all use more humor in our lives and just not to take ourselves too seriously. So um, at zero, one of our key values is hashtag human. And that's the one that I personally really latch on to is I, I believe in that one the most. Humor is part of that. It should be a constant. It should be a key element of our hashtag human culture. And I believe at zero, it really is. Um, 
I can't speak for the C-suite. Um, you know, they're based in the Southern Hemisphere and I don't interact with them often at all, but I can speak to our America's leadership team here in the US and Canada. And I'll, and I'll just say it's not uncommon for us as a leadership team to crack jokes during meetings, to poke fun at each other. Um, you know, we generally do try to have a good time when we're, when we're on calls with each other because, you know, it kind of gets us through the day and it gets us through the week. Um, and it's timely, as I was just having this conversation with Tony, who's my boss, he's the president of the Americas, just about job interviews and, you know, interviewing candidates, what are the things that we should be looking for, and, you know, what he looks for in candidates, and, you know, he was even saying, top three traits, you can only guess, one of them is humor, having a sense of humor, so, you know, work hard, play hard, we love doing that here, let your guard down, um, at zero, we live on Slack, and I think, you know, Slack, it's probably something that a lot of other companies are living on as well. Um, we have what seems like a million Slack channels, but what I love to see is how different teams inject humor into these channels. So you'll see a lot of smart aleck comments up there. You'll see random videos. You'll see people in Halloween dress-up competitions. I'm starting to see more of now random GIFs, um, emojis of executive spaces. I think there's one of me even. So yeah, a lot of this stuff really wouldn't fly at other companies, but you know, at zero, it's it's who we are. We're we don't take ourselves too seriously. I mean, yes, we work very hard, but we also we value humor and we value the hashtag human side of things. So you know, work shouldn't define who you are. We're we're just, we're just human and we want to have fun. And I like to have fun. So there we go. Very cool. I'm I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really glad that you guys are so. Um, you know, accepting of, 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 of your human nature, right? I feel like oftentimes in today's environment, there's less and less of that sort of humanity. So that's, that's really good. Um, I, I do want to ask about how that sort of uh, perspective differs across the geography. So you're based in the U.S., the company's based in New Zealand. Um, there's got to be some differences, right, in, in the type of humor that Americans versus Kiwis and Aussies use, right? Um, in your experience, can you give us some examples on like what's different than as far as the humor and how it works in both in both geographies? Yeah, so um, so I was actually recruited to Zero by Karen, uh, who was a former colleague at another company and who I've known for probably over fifteen years now. Um, she's Australian. She was based in Sydney, but relocated to New York for. I would say two or three years. Um, so we were in the same office at this previous company. And during those few years is when I really got to know what Aussie humor is all about. And then I'll just have to say, I'm not going to quote anything here, but their sense of humor, I would say, skews toward more rated R, while we're probably about PG or PG-13 at best. So, um, you know, Karen, Karen had her, she had her own office, but, I, you know, I sat in the cube farm with everybody else. And it was always such a treat when she would come over to visit, she would chat, she'd tell stories, and she would crack the most, the funniest, most random jokes that probably would have landed us in the principal's office if we were in school, or maybe even in the <laughs> HR department if there was an HR person around. But um, so I, I would say that Aussie and Kiwi humor, it's it, it's definitely a lot more edgy. They're hilarious, super funny people. Um, and, and what I love about Karen, who's you know now my boss, and she's the leader of communications, um, you know, for our company, is that she also likes to inject humor into our meetings. So, you know, I used to dread these weekly status update calls at my previous company and previous roles. It was kind of like, you know, a Charlie Brown episode where you're sitting there and you're like, wah, 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 right? And I don't, I don't know if I'm aging myself by referencing Charlie Brown because who knows? I mean, who? I, I don't know. 
the millennial audience is familiar with Charlie Brown. But anyways, um, <laughs> Karen's meetings. She always puts people at ease and lightens the mood with a joke, sarcastic comment, um, because she's also a big believer in not taking oneself too seriously. But I will say that Kiwi, just going back to the original question, Kiwi and Aussie humor, it's just something like if I had a notebook, it would be filled right now with all the random jokes and one-liners that I, or they're just super funny. I mean, it's great. I love working Lovely. with them. Sounds like Steve would fit right in then in that, in that culture. I well, probably uh, would. I was going to say, you know, I've had the pleasure of joining quite a few meetings with Karen and she puts everyone at ease with with humor and laughter. Karen is incredibly um, transparent, authentic, empathetic and funny. And then she gets down to business, which is the way it should be. So completely, completely different question for you, um, Angela. So one of uh, Zero's social media communications programs is entitled Good Days, Bad Days which is a YouTube channel dedicated to recognizing both the highs and lows of owning a business. Obviously, I can relate to that. It's been a brutal climate lately for business owners. So maybe there have been more bad days, I would assume, than good. But um, how do you think humor and levity play? I know you stay very, very close to your small business owners and tell the zero story through the eyes of your small business owners. So are there any anecdotes um, that you can share with some of your zero customers who have use laughter to get through these difficult times? Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the companies that we work with, um, they're actually, they're based in New York. Um, and they're called Team Building now. But previously, uh, pre-COVID, the company was called Museum Hacks. Um, and their claim to fame was leading, you know, air quotes, freaking awesome museum tours. Um, but fast forward to COVID, the business yeah. crashed. And the CEO, Michael Alexis, um, pivoted to offer team building events for companies. So, you know, according to him, you know, chatted with him about this very challenging time. And there were aspects of it that were the most serious of his career. You know, for example, needing to do mass layoffs so that employees could access unemployment benefits and so that the company could survive. But he did find opportunities for levity. Um, For example, he had been dissatisfied with their email marketing software provider for years. So for him, it was fun to say, see a software, we don't need you anymore. So, you know, practically speaking, making a cut like that, it really only saved him a couple thousand bucks. But, you know, finding humor in it was a way to stay positive during, you know, a very, very difficult time early on with COVID. Um, you know, also, they, their company, Team Building, they do team building activities. Um, one of the first event types they created actually was a comedy workshop. So professional comedians would lead sessions on the history of stand-up. And they would do an exercise where participants, you know, wrote and practiced jokes. And he said that workshop allowed them to share humor, not just internally, but you know, with their clients as they continue to navigate the ups and downs of the pandemic. And I think this would actually be a great one for Peppercom, since I know you guys do a lot with comedy. And um, back in the day, probably we're we're doing stand-up shows, so maybe there's an opportunity for you two to connect. Yeah, I would love to to be connected to to him and, and share and see how we can help each other. We do that offline, Angelo, but that's, that's yeah. Awesome. I was gonna say, look, 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 look at me like trying to pedal, um, <laughs> do some matchmaking here. And so, Angela, um, what about with uh, within some of your colleagues? I'm wondering if have you ever had a colleague, business partner, and, and anyone else you've encountered in the business world who has come across as surprisingly funny? I mean, like, I never expected that person to have that kind of sense of humor. Um, has that ever happened? And what, what is it that made them so funny and that, you know, kind of helped as, as you dealt with them? Yeah, I think, um, so going back to my previous company, uh, one of the funniest people I think I've ever worked with, he was of 
former vice president of corporate communications. His name was Ed. And, um, you know, to a junior comms person, I, you know, was young when I started there. Um, he was also super scary, but he was also funny as anything. And he was super sarcastic. And I think I really appreciated that. So one thing I used to look forward to every year was Ed's end of the year presentation. So he did this for the corporate communications team um, to celebrate accomplishments. Um, so it was a mix of both celebration, but also making fun of people along the way. And, you know, all in good fun, of course. I can't really remember the specifics and it wouldn't matter as you guys all don't know these people, but he just had a way with humor. And I remember secretly wanting to be someone he made fun of during these meetings. I felt like it was some kind of badge of honor, but I'll never forget Ed. He was a great, and I still keep in touch with him. You know, he was a great manager. He was a great leader. And, it, you know, he was, he just had a way of making people feel at ease with humor and with his sarcasm. And I already mentioned Karen and, you know, you, you, Steve, you, you talked about her as well, but, you know, as our comms leader, she's hilarious. She's not afraid to have fun on the job. And it's, you know, it's people like that, um, you know, who have fun, who have a sense of humor, who don't take things too seriously. You know, those are the people you want to be around and the people you want to work with, the people you want to work for. Um, and, you know, these are the people who would put me at ease. And, you know, while they're also intimidating, um, they weren't afraid to expose the human side of themselves. So I really appreciated that. Well, it, uh, segueing to the human side, can you tell us about a laughing matter um, that helped shape the person you are today? It could be, you know, something in the past, you know, from school or whatever that was, you know, cringeworthy at the moment that you look back at and laugh at now and make you more open to self-deprecating humor? Yes. So here's the one that I will never, ever, ever forget. This was, again, a while ago at a previous company when I was working in corporate communications, supporting our senior vice president of communications. Um, so think post 9-11. This was pre-TSA pre-check when security was somewhat strict, but nothing like it is now. So just keep that in the back of your mind. So it's a Saturday night and I was supposed to be flying to Singapore. Um, I didn't double check my reservation. So living in New York City, I always assume I'm flying international. I'm going to JFK. So I get into my car. I get to JFK two hours early. I think I'm doing really well. I'm like, yes, I'm going to be able to go into the lounge. I'm going to get a snack. I'm going to get some fun magazines. I get to the check-in counter and was told like, um, excuse me, but you're at the wrong airport. You're actually flying out of Newark. So for those of you who don't know New York's, the geography, going from JFK in Queens to Newark, New Jersey on a Saturday night could take a long time. So at that point I was freaking out because I had to be on that flight to get to Singapore at, the at that time where I would be in meetings just a few hours later and I needed to prepare our SVP of comms. Basically, I was an executive communications person. So I was doing a lot um, from a presentations and prep perspective. So I was freaking out. Somehow I got into the same car that dropped me off at the airport. I guess he was just waiting for other passengers telling him, move, move, move. I think it may have taken an hour. And during that hour, I think my heart rate was probably the highest <laughs> it's ever been. I was on the phone with Amex. I was on the phone with, I was on the phone with everybody trying to figure out what an alternative to, could be if I missed that flight and what I could do. And of course I didn't tell my boss who was also texting me and asking, Hey, where are you? You know, I haven't seen you around yet. You know, let, let, let's get together so we can, you know, finalize the talking points for tomorrow. I'm like, I'll be there in a second. Don't worry. 
So finally, you know, hour, whatever it was later, I think I had about half an hour to get to the gate. And like I said, you know, back then the security wasn't crazy. So somehow I made it through running, running, running to the gate, to to the gate, sweating. I think I looked like I got hit by a vehicle. I don't know. (laughs) Finally get there, you know, huffing and puffing. And my boss just looks at me. He's like, yeah, what happened to you? It's like, oh, nothing. I'm here. We're good. So cringeworthy, definitely, but something that I look back on and laugh. But I think the lesson here is like, just, just double check your reservation. Just make sure you're going to the right airport. That's, that, that's, that is really yeah, impressive that you're able to make it though. I, I, I didn't think you would. I'm oh, the edge of my I, seat thinking, is she going to make it? Is she going to make it? <laughs> barely, barely. I mean, yeah, honestly, I, I don't think if you showed up half an hour for an international flight now, you would ever make it onto the plane. But somehow, I don't know, maybe they felt sorry for me because I did look like I got dragged to the mud a couple of times, but we're good. I made it. Wow. I kept my job and I made wow. it. Before. <laughs> wow. Amazing story. I think everybody can relate to that one. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So a couple last things uh, from, from my side. So um, we talked about a, a lot of great examples of use of humor you've seen uh, in with, with some of your uh, you know clients and, and uh, the colleagues from, from past positions. Wanted to know if you can point to any, uh, any other really cool best uses of humor. It could be something that you've seen from uh, outside of your line of work, something you've seen uh, from other, other companies or things of that nature. could be at zero anywhere else, but uh, any, any really cool examples of uh, use of humor that, uh, that you found inspiring? Um, I think I could actually more talk about how I've used humor to get through a tough situations, just more from, from a personal perspective. I mean, um, I've always used it, and I've always felt that it was important to kind of get me through you know, tough situations in my life. And I'll just say, you know, I'm from California originally and I moved to Asia in elementary school. And then then from there, I moved to suburban Atlanta, Georgia in the middle of my sophomore year in high school. So that was a massive culture shock. And back then there weren't a lot of people that looked like me at the massive public high school that I got thrown into. Um, And as you can imagine, um, I got a lot of random questions like, how did you learn how to speak English so fast? And as a cranky 15-year-old teenager in me, um, I really wanted to come up with a sarcastic response to that. But I figured that would probably kill all chances of being socially accepted in this new environment. So I turned to humor and I would just kind of, you know, I'd be self-deprecating. I'd make fun of myself. Um, You know, I, I found that using humor helped me get through a lot of tough situations to break the ice, to get out of uncomfortable situations. And I kind of, I feel like it served me well overall throughout the years. Um, I mean, the Peppercom team knows that I can be a supreme smart AWS in meetings. <laughs> and I just feel like it's a, it's a great way though to connect with people and um, just to remind like, just everyone can't take yourself too seriously. We need to have fun. You know, a coworker used to tell me that you know, your obituary, no one's going to ever care what you did for work on your obituary, unless you were like hearing cancer or something, but you know, they're going to remember who you are as a person. So always think about that. It's just lighten up, be funny, try to be funny and just don't take yourself too seriously. Kind of like it's, life lessons. Yeah, no, it's amazing. You had the self-awareness at the age of 15 to be able to use humor to deflect all of those horrific observations and comments. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, you did the right thing. And, you know, there's so many kids at SEA today who are dealing with things like that and maybe aren't aware of the power of humor the way you used it. So that's that's great advice. Um, 
just in terms of summing up, um, and I, we may have already touched on this, Angela, but, you know, was there a particular point in time in your career where humor played a key role in either a decision making uh, situation or maybe in a in a job interview? You talked about different you know jobs that you've been as is. Has humor, is the use of humor, do you look back over your career and say, you know, this one moment I really nailed it, you know, um, by using humor in the right way? Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I would actually say for the process, the interview process for Zero, actually, um, I was supposed to have an interview with uh, one of the execs and I had it in my calendar for a different time for some reason. I don't, you know, I don't know what I did, but... Uh, I showed up and no one was there thinking, huh, I wonder what happened. So I called the HR person, the recruiter, and I said, I'm sorry, but I, I just joined the interview and there was no one there. And she's like, oh, gosh, we were wondering where you were. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, the interview was actually at 11 a.m. I thought it was like at 2, uh -huh. 2 p.m. or something. And I'm like, oh, crap. What did I do? I'm like, I'm so sorry. You know, it just started launching into all sorts of nonsense. I, I, I don't know. but. She had a sense of humor about it. She's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Because, you know, this guy, his wife's about to have a baby. And, you know, he, he, he probably welcomed the fact that he didn't have to speak to you. So it's all good. Let's just reschedule with somebody else. So I found like that was just so comforting. And it just made me feel so much better about the situation. Um, and that was one of the, the factors that, you know, helped me decide like, or to come to the realization that this was definitely the place for me if if they could overlook something like that, which I'm sure happens um, a lot, maybe it doesn't happen a lot, but um, the fact that they were so open and they, you know, they made a joke out of it, it just made me feel good. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fortunate and unfortunate way in which to find out that your values are in, in alignment with your prospective yeah. employer. <laughs> yeah, that was no, probably no, another no. one of these cr cringeworthy slash holy cow, I'm really sweating moments. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you must have felt that, uh, you know, pit in your stomach at that moment, right? Yeah, the face probably never felt so hot, like red, yeah. Yeah, you probably had a flashback to the JFK Newark moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably, yes, yes. <laughs> well, listen, Angela, um, this has been amazing. I really do appreciate your time and your insights, you know, and I think, you know, you're, you're speaking to so many different audiences in, in the, the, um, the thoughts that you've shared with us today. So I cannot thank you enough for joining us on, on Laughing Matters. Angela Sullivan, um, she's head of communications for the Americas at Zero, um, And maybe you'll find Angela's emoji um, as well. But, um, but thanks again, Angela. And um, until next time, this is thank Steve you. Cody. You got it. This is Steve Cody on behalf of Palmer Sean saying yep. have a great day. Thanks, Angela. Bye. Thank you. Bye.